Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, episode four welcome. of the Victorian Blood Bowl podcast. So, joining me as per usual is uh, Geordie. How are you, Geordie? Hello, I'm pretty good. Um, I had a bit of a cold this week, but I'm healthy. <laughs> That's always good. It has been freezing this week. I keep waking up with a sore throat, being like, oh no, is it COVID? No, it was just another freezing night. So, well, I guess we better talk about some Blood Bowl. Um, We've got plenty to talk about today. We've got uh, state champs, which I end up going up to. Uh, We've got the Risky Rollers Autumn Cup, which had 21 people, which is actually an awesome turnout. I did not realize it was that big. It's pretty good. Um, good. There's a massive turnout. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about how Geordie went. Um, Spoilers. Yeah, not not the best. But, you know, you're playing Nurgle, so who cares, right? (laughs) Exactly. Who cares? Um, And then we will talk about... Death zone inducements. Um, yeah, that, this yeah. is my prerogative. I, I uh, <laughs> want to encourage the use of them while we still can. Um, before they they're a bit of a mystery, they're though. <laughs> <laughs> they're a bit of a mystery, though. Like, no one really knows. Like, I've got like multiple messages of people being like, "Where can you see the death zone inducements?" I'm like, "Uh, they're on two place somewhere. I found them once. They are just to be clear under the teams." You can see them all. It doesn't actually say what they do, though. So that's what we can help you out with this episode. Mm. Um, Hopefully I will be able to highlight the good ones. Um, most of the boring ones I'll just skip over. You can look them up if you want to. But uh, I have yeah. gone through all the infamous coaching stuff, so no one else has to. Yeah, and like some of them are... Like, you got to remember, lots of these things are like, you know, 80k, 60k, 130k. Like, you don't need something that's going to be insane. And some of them are really fun. Um, And just to be clear, like, currently um, we have in the RBBL, all of them are turned on except for the Mercs. Because the Mercs are generally considered to be too strong. Were the Um, the Giants turned on? Yes. You can play Giants. I didn't think they were. Okay. (laughs) No. Tony has pestered me a lot about that one. So the Giants are on. Um, Jeez. Someone wants to play a giant, they can, because they're not—they're not broken or anything. They will be like kind of annoying rules-wise, but you know, I think that'll be enough fun that they'll definitely override that. Yeah. Um, yep. So yeah, hopefully this gives you guys an idea. Does MBBL have them on? No, uh, everything from okay. Death Zone is banned, but the mm-hmm. stuff that was reprinted in the Almanac is okay. Interesting. Yeah, no, I just know that Tourplay has them there, so I genuinely have not seen, like, anyone. Every single time I accidentally leave Mercs on, someone instantly takes one because they're busted. (laughs) And I'm like, don't take the Mercs. But the other Death Stone inducements generally are pretty, like, fluffy and or not that good, um, which is just fun. So... First up, though, let's talk about some recent tournament results. Um... Yeah, so we end up, some of you will have heard, Vic end up winning state champs up in Queensland. So, woohoo, Woo-hoo, go Vic. Go Melbourne, go Vic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a really fun day. Um, I ended up being on the team. You would have heard last week I was a sub, so I was going up there, you know, no pressure, whatever. 
Um, we had some of our team members had to drop out due to family matters. So I ended up being on the team. We ended up having uh, Mick Baker, who some of you will know, I believe another Ballarat local. Mm-hmm. And um, we also had a, a random Queenslander on the team. So, you know, <laughs> if you want to beat New South Wales, I mean, you know, get Queenslanders on your team, obviously. Um, <laughs> yes. He's not quite random. You might have seen of uh, Jawa Knight before around on Discord. He, he's quite a good coach. I and have he had an actually awesome... spoken to that guy. Yeah, you should have yeah. told me it was Jawa Knight. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Yeah, he had an awesomely painted lizard team that was all like um, xenomorphs and... Um, oh. Yeah, I forget the, the little ones are like, like face huggers, but like weird looking ones. But anyway, they were really cool. Um so yeah, we end up winning, uh, and I mean overall it was a lot of fun actually. Uh, I don't know if they put the results up online anywhere. It was just really good, a really good two days of Blood Bowl because we had three games on the first day, um, and two on the second, so it was pretty like relaxed in that. And you know everyone obviously had a couple drinks in between the days. Um, we ended up. Oh, what what did happen? Something fell back, uh, fell over in my background. That's yeah, all right. Continue. We, uh, my games are pretty fun actually because I end up playing the Wood Elves, and honestly, like I haven't played Wood Elves this edition. But you know what was hilarious is that every single player I played against said they also haven't played against Wood Elves this edition, which is really weird considering Wood Elves were like the best team last edition. Yeah, um, yeah. Wood Elves, I think, have. Um dropped off a lot in popularity but I, I don't know in power at all maybe throwing is yeah. a little worse but it's still great I actually think they're really good in the NAF style tournaments um, because NAF style like being like the NAF World Cup rules we got this year because you get like 1.15 million gold pieces so I could get two dancers and a tree and two catches and a thrower which is like all the positionals Yeah, that's everything I didn't have want. to yeah, I didn't have to just, you know, kind of waste money on extra linemen. I could just get a tree, which is awesome. Um, the tree was, like, sometimes kind of, yeah, but, yeah, he wasn't particularly great, but I think he was definitely better than, like, a an extra lineman or anything like that. Yeah, um, I think it's a great corner to um, to fight around. Like, it's... Yeah. It, it, even if it takes root on turn one, you just leave that as the corner of every... Uh, every screen and every line like yeah every cage it's great yeah one game it held up like two saurus like the whole game which is literally like a win for the tree yeah um, that's its job yeah yeah so that was really funny i played uh necro first round i really liked the wood elf necro matchup so that was good got the win there then we had orcs and that was a tie that was a really tough game um Then we played SA round three. We had a silly little elf off. Um, Was that just wood elf v wood elf or? Wood elf v high elf. Um, And it was interesting because, like, obviously there's been a lot of talk about, like, high elves having quite a high win rate this edition. Um, The other high elves on our team, Mick Baker, one of the other subs, we were were laughing with him because he went four wins, a draw, and no losses. Like, his team played awesome. Um, him and James kind of carried our team a little bit. I wouldn't say carried, but but he got four wins one time, no losses, and James just went five wins straight up. So <laughs> good job, good job, um, James. Ten out of ten. Yeah, yeah. But it was funny because yeah, the highs were pretty good. 
uh, in the game against the Hives, I feel like the Wood Elves were kind of advantaged, though. Um, and they just started rolling a bit better towards the end, the Woodies did. Yeah, I, I think I think High Elves are... The, the extra armor point is definitely worth the extra player cost. Um, yeah. But you, you don't need that so much in a tournament. Because um, you, you don't care about them dying forever. Um, yeah. Plus in the Woody Mirror, like, it's not like I'm trying to give him free blocks anyway. So the armor isn't as relevant. Like, you know... Yeah. you woody so you just step back if they overcommit and base up you just hit them first like so generally I don't think it was that uh, helpful for them and I got a couple extra skills than they do mm. as wood elves so um, and then there was I played two lizard teams to round out the day I had a good start against Emma's team and you know it's the classic like I used to really love the wood elf lizard matchup because you just like leap in hit the skinks mm. um and, you know, the funny thing is with the... So, basically, they turned leap... Leaping into, like, a standard, you know, five-man cage is now a four-up instead of a three-up, which is, like, significantly worse. Like, that is a pretty big nerf. It makes it way less... Like, it's not reliable. Mm. It, it still happens, though. And when you've got uh, more re-rolls and you can use multiple re-rolls in a turn, you know, you can leap into the cage, then re-roll the sack as well as re-rolling the leap. And, yeah. you know, maybe have to re-roll a pickup. So... Yeah, I think it was really surprising how, like, the one thing the Wood Elves do really good is you could play them conservatively and, you know, try an Elf Stall, and I often did that, and, like, my, my final game is the perfect example of this, in that, you know, I'm up against Lizards, up against New South Wales, I get a great kick, um, which was a bit lucky, I didn't have kick skill or anything, and I, uh, basically just ran my whole team, like, into a double screen between his carrier and the rest of his team, oh, and he ended up yeah, it was it was really nice. And he ended up... He took the right option out. Um, he had to hit the Dancer. The Blodge Dancer was the only way through. And he managed to pow and stunned it. And so he kind of got out. But, you know, at that point, it wasn't like a full cage or anything around it. So, of course, you just go. It was only a three-up leap in, sack the ball. Um, and then we ran around for the rest of the half, trying to pick up the ball. Um, my my opponent actually used his skinks really well after that. He actually was playing six Saurus, five skinks, which was interesting. But he used the skinks well. Um, yes, yeah, but yeah, Saurus, like five skinks. Yeah, no, no chameleons, yeah, yeah. just just regular skinks. I did have a chameleon, and uh, it totally got me. I forgot they had pass block. They're so good. No, I'm, then, like, I having know. one is, is, is okay. Great. One of is okay. It's, it, one it's of the, okay. the versatility buff is it, it more than makes up for the minus to movement. Um, yeah, and you get, uh, you get, you you get a passing ability. You get three plus on it? the balls. That's okay, right. the the three up the passing is actually kind of helpful for them. But like that game was weird because like the Woodies didn't really break, um, but they couldn't. Like, I finally picked up the ball, like, turn five, and I go to dodge out to try and, like, really get a defensive score, be in a good position, and just snake it after making the lucky pickup. It's like, why? Why? Why do you tease me, Nuffle? But, um... And, you know, at the start of the second half, I end up getting... Uh, what did happen? I think I snaked... I think I snaked twice to start the half. So he ended up getting the defensive score, and I'm down 1-0 after, you know, going into the half even. And and I, I wasn't down players before. Uh, no, I, that's right. I had three KOs not come back, which was hilarious. 
And then the three KOs don't come back again, and he blitzes me on the next one. But, like, the one thing that I think is super underrated with Woody's is, like, yes, you have the turns where you roll snakes, but you also have the turns where, you know, I end up winning the game because I roll, like, you know, yep. four three-ups on the last turn. Yeah. And so seven checks, need a two-plus on each of them. Never roll a one. Yeah, that's on the yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I had, a, you know, I had dodge skill for all those three-ups. So, like, I think that kind of gives you an idea of why they're so good. Like, everything did go really bad to start the second half. And then I just rolled good dice because you're woodies and you, you know, like I was lucky, but, you know, the dice you roll are much better than if an orc team was trying to do the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was, it was a great day. Getting the tie there was actually enough in the end, so I was happy with that. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So uh, you and also like a, a tie? Is it three? Three wins, two ties. Ooh, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, so I was pretty happy with that. I am, um, and honestly, like as well, I think it it, it shouldn't be understated. The uh, the sportsmanship, especially by the New South Wales blokes, like was top class, um, which I really appreciate. Like my opponent, you know, I completely elfed him to end the game, and he didn't complain at all, which is great because it means that you know when you're both just trying to play as good blood ball as you can, I don't feel a need to say that my dice suck because he's just playing the best he can I'm just playing the best I can you know yeah. I start off rolling snakes but I'm Woody so I have a chance so yeah you've always you know, got that it, chance you got three three L's unstunned on, on the field yeah you can score you'll be right yeah yeah exactly right so no it was good and, and that was that was the whole team was like that actually all the New South Wales boys were very calm heads despite like I know some of their games were not going well in terms of dice so uh, it's always really nice to have good games of blood ball like that. So, yeah, it was it was awesome. It was a lot of fun actually. Cool. All right. So there was also another tournament uh, on the weekend. It was the not on the weekend. It was a couple of weeks back when we were recording. It was the Risky Roll of Autumn Cup, yep. which had an absolutely awesome tur- uh, turnout. Of 21 people, which is quite awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I've generally heard great things about this one. Yeah, which is worked. really good, Honestly. really good by by Dalton. And I think it actually shows how great tour play is for this sort of tournament. Like, it was very easy to make lists. Um, I only didn't go because I had a ton of assignments and I'd just been to, you know, I'd just spent the whole other weekend playing Blood Bowl, so I had to restrain myself, but... Yeah, I've heard very good things about it. Uh, we actually had Captain Prosecco. You can actually look this up in Tour Play Yourselves as well if you'd like. It's uh, yeah. Risky Rollers. We'll chuck the link in the, the description. Yeah, it. yeah. I'll figure that out. Uh, the winner, who's Captain Prosecco here, is Jono with his good ogres. Work, yep, good work, Jono. We're all giving Jono lots of trouble that um, we're having to carry his ogres day one at um, the state champs. But clearly, they saved all that good dice for here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, it was Griff Overworld is uh, very good. <laughs> yes, a very good player. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Seven touchdowns on that team. Yeah, uh, no other touchdowns to any other player. Yeah, I was gonna say they'd all be to Griff. Um, yep. So yeah, we had Jono was first, Adrian in second. So Adrian's had a great start to the year in terms of tournaments. Uh, dazed with the Chaos Dwarfs in third. 
and then Liz Wallace, who I believe won it last year. I think. I believe so, yes. I think she plays in one of them in the Melbourne leagues, if I remember correctly. But yes, she came fourth. She's also quite a quite a good coach. Um, so yeah, that it seemed to be a very fun tournament. How did you go though, Jordy? I didn't go particularly well. Um, <laughs> I I was trying something new, a bit, bit experimental, taking Joseph Bugman, who's mm. uh, 100,000 for a dwarf coach who uh, gives you a free reroll if you roll a 1 when you're rolling to wake up a knocked out player. And if you can't field 11 players at the start of the game, I started the, the drive, I should say, uh, you can field him um, and he's a wrestle dwarf. So uh, tackle, wrestle, regular dwarf in every other respect, thick skull. Um, and I was thinking you get a little bit of advantage from the the knockout uh, getting better, table getting better for you. You also get a tackle piece, which is sometimes relevant um, some of the time. And he was relevant I fielded him every single match um, and he got sent off every single match um, mostly because it'll be just before the end of the drive and I fouled with him and he failed but um, he feels pretty good but I think that I would have preferred to have two more Pestigors which mm. was basically the sacrifice to have him yeah that's interesting. He um, he actually, I, I kind of like Joseph Bugman on paper. He doesn't look bad at all. Um, you know, he's not, like, insanely bust or anything. But he seems all yeah. right. You've also actually come up against Liz and Days, so third and fourth. So, yeah. and that was your first two rounds. So, you know, there's definitely a hard tournament uh, lineup for you. So, I think as yeah. well, it's just Nurgle. No, well, I lost to know. the halfling team. The halfling team had um, Griff, so yeah. But halflings honestly are like really bad matchup for Nurgle because they have like tons of dodge and they're kind of like annoying. They have I know, disagree they... because you have tentacles and you have uh, disturbing presence, so they never get to throw teammate. That's true, but how do you ever answer Griff? <laughs> uh, that's the that's the part I can't, I can't yeah. answer. If I was against the deep root halfling team I think it would yeah, have been yeah. fine like, like a real normal halfling team yeah yeah but uh, yeah no, I, I, I don't think that I got diced I definitely just got I misplayed a lot <laughs> yeah nah look that's definitely tough I think the reason it'll be interesting to see if they nerf the star players even more <laughs> I think this one actually had you did have to give up skills to take griff right at this tournament? I believe so, yes. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that's right. Um, so, you know, that's definitely a cost. I actually know in uh, Fumble, in the in that, like, open ladder, they have their... I'm pretty sure they just straight up banned um, both Griff and all the, like, mega stars that they named. So, you know, Griff, Bomber, um, Creek, uh, Morgue. Because, like, teams were just, you know, building strategies entirely around, you know, farming random skills and then taking those stars. So, yeah. 
Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. I definitely suspect in the May, maybe not for tournaments specifically, but for, um, for like a league play, I reckon there's a decent chance they get nerfed even more there, which will be interesting to see what they do. Um, funnily enough, actually, you know, we're talking about why Wood Elves are pretty good before. Wood Elves are actually one of those teams which can answer Griff. Um, yeah, you're fast enough. Yeah, you can take like a strip baller or a tackler, um, which you know. I, I mean, that's why Jono's team did so well. Like you know, you just Griff strategies tend to rely on the fact that you give the ball to Griff and the other team. You know, you're playing at such a low TV that the other team finds it literally impossible to bring him down. Um, yeah, and so you know. Yeah, and it's so hard to make a, a like reasonable line that he can't just blitz through. Yeah, yeah, you got to box him in so hard. But yeah, yeah. no, I think if you wanna if you wanna play these tournaments at um, lower TVs, you really want to have like a team that can answer Griff in some manner. But like that's always not easy. Like like I'd say Nerve, where you're kind of just like, uh, like what do you do? Um, yeah. It's quite tough. I think the one good thing about Nurgle is if you did ever get Griff on the ground, you would just foul him out of the game, which I cannot recommend highly enough if you get uh, <laughs> yeah. Griff on the ground. Like, you know, Griff wouldn't have been removed in Jono's games. That's why he won. If Griff gets removed, he literally loses. And, you know, oh, maybe not sure. loses, but ties, I would say, at minimum, because turns out that ogres who are relatively unskilled in snotlings aren't particularly great. But Griff is amazing. So... Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I definitely tried to foul the Griff, uh, yeah. and he I did not break his armor. So, oh, come on. so he got up and uh, blitzed me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, well, it was great to see that tournament go ahead. Twenty-one coaches is an awesome turnout. How did yeah. you guys actually go with like putting everything into a play and like rounds going to time? Uh, yeah, we had. Uh, we had, I think, a couple of games go to time a couple of times. Yeah. Um, I don't think that there was any issue with uh, putting in things into tour play. I know a lot of people just didn't put in uh, received casualties into tour play at all. Yeah. Um, That's probably so, correct. It is a, a big, like, use of time. Yeah, I I, I kind of wish it was there though for tracking like most injured mm. um, on the honors screen because I I really like the honors screen a lot, um, and like I couldn't uh, I couldn't say that Joseph got fouls or Joseph got um, uh, sent off or anything, yeah. Yeah. Um, or I would have had you know four or five sent off players over the day yeah, yeah um but just because he wasn't on my team so i couldn't input that into to a play yeah sure um but other than that i think everything went pretty well mm-hmm. um and yeah I, I loved it yeah no it's great i, I imagine we'll probably have more uh, little to a play tournaments or little uh, like this was still 20 coaches um just pop up every now and then because they're a lot of fun and you know there's quite a few people who've come down from Ballarat and from all over the place for this one so good work uh, I believe it's Dalton who organises this yeah, yeah great Dalton. work on that on this tournament Dalton it was I've heard great things so moving on though 
we're going to talk about a topic very close to Johnny's heart, <laughs> which are the death zone inducements. The so, silly stuff in that silly book. Yeah. And it's really funny because, yeah, we mentioned this before. It's kind of like a mystery. Like, I honestly have no idea. I didn't have access to a copy of Death Zone. So I kind of just went, like, huh? But <laughs> funnily enough, Toolplay lets you enable pretty much all of them. Um, I've disabled the Mercs. I know they're busted. I've definitely thought and, you know, watch your space a little bit, but we might in the league have um, custom Mercs based on previous star players like that are in the league yeah, so, so pre- previous team players that yeah. did well yeah yeah yeah, yeah um, I'm definitely looking at this season we're probably going to have not only like an MVP who just gets the most SPP straight up but an MVP player who uh, is voted on so I think all teams will be asked like submit a player you know I'll, I'll, I'll hash this out over the coming weeks but basically every season we're going to have at least two players are going to go in sort of our RB Bell Hall of Fame and I'm hoping that we might make some of them available as um, mercs in some form and you know they won't I'm definitely going to make it in a way that isn't particularly strong but is fun like you know you don't want things under costed like Bomber is but you want you know just having more weird star players is just generally fun yeah Um, yeah Having, having, being able to go and get your old, you know, wood elf uh, and, and bring it onto your human team for the, the game, I think would be something a lot of people would be interested in. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that's the other thing about these inducements, is they're not going to be used at tournaments, but they are good for fun and for development. And some of them, mm. I think, are, like, low-key kind of strong in that they can give you development opportunities, um, but we'll get to that as they go. And it's the yep. fact that lots of them are cheap, that makes them interesting. Now, yeah. most of these, though, Geordie is just like, I've maybe read them over once, and Geordie's going to just try and sell me on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start off strong uh, mm-hmm. with, with the, the number one pick for yeah. what I'm going to sell you on, and it is right. Warg Drummer. So you can take mm-hmm. it if you're Badlands Brawl, which includes Ogre teams. Yeah. Um, and, and Warg Drummer is 50k, and at the start of each drive, whether you're defending or offending, uh, you randomly select three players, and you push them back up to three players, um, and you push them back one square as though, you know, you've blocked them and got the push result. This can help you push people closer to the edge, so you can frenzy them out of the field. Um, this can help just ruin their blocks when you're on the uh, kicking team. It's incredible. Uh, I, I don't know how to sell it any harder. <laughs> okay, when I first saw this, I thought it was terrible. <laughs> but but you actually do raise a good point. Being able to like the I think the most obvious one is just like if you could ever so that it's completely random, right? Oh no, uh, you choose. Yeah, so it's start of each oh, round after the kickoff oh, event. I see, okay, resolved. I see why you're saying it. You roll three d six, and for each four plus one player on the opposing team can be pushed back you choose the player um it's you you can push the one player back more than once mm-hmm. so you can actually just straight up push one guy next to the end, edge of the field <laughs> <and you don't laughs> next to the edge of the field and surf him yeah oh okay 
All right. I when I first read this, I was like, nah, because you know you're not knocking them over or getting anything. But with that said, what? So your odds are you you usually get at least one, and like one can be definitely really handy if you're on. Um, if you're defending, you could like move that kill piece back one square so they can't hit your players on the line, which yep. can be like helpful at times. Um, I yeah, think like I envision a world where like they've put two mummies and something on the line, and you've put three linemen, and oh look, you could just push all of their players back one, and now mm, yeah, oh no, they haven't hit any of your, I don't know what what yeah. the Badlands brawls teams look like. Yeah, they tend to be like ogres and oh, are orcs Badlands brawl? I don't. Yeah, know I believe that. so. Yeah. Okay. I think black, black the best is definitely the fact you can just try and get players surfed. Like, yeah. if, if, if I'm playing against this, I can't set up people in the wide zones. Honestly, yeah, like, like yeah. you, you pretty much can't. So, that is pretty significant. Um, yeah, that's a big PSA as well. If someone's like, oh, I got this warg drummer. Yeah, <laughs> don't. Yeah, like, genuinely don't set up people in the wide zones. With that said, that isn't the worst loss all the time. It could actually be really hilariously annoying. Like, you know how you set up, like, your standard kind of... Uh, people call it, like, the rule of five setup. So you have your three on the line. Then you have three players who are screening off the other five, you know, good players. Yeah. You can just push one of the players screening off back twice, and all of a sudden they're not protecting the players behind them, which is yeah. actually good. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, you can take it on goblins as well, Badlands Brawl. Um, oh, I really like this, because I don't so, think it's broken, but I think it's kind of legit. Yeah, yeah, that's why this is why best one sort of to sell you on the all the rest of these kind yeah, of garbage okay. ones. Okay. I definitely <laughs> I'll definitely try this once at least because it's really funny. It's also like um you know, there's lots of uh, obviously it's kind of maybe we'll call it bomber syndrome. Like, you know, it's fifty K, it costs nothing. Like okay, you should be taking bomber over this, but at the same time, yeah. if you don't want to be a cheesy bum but if like, you have 100k, yeah. you can't take two bombers. Exactly so. right. <laughs> so, no, I think this one's pretty good. Like, the opportunity cost is pretty low. It's 50k, you know, whatever. Teams actually tend to have a lot of cash that sometimes they need to just get rid of for spiraling expenses purposes. Yeah. Paying 50k for a wire drama, I mean, you can do way worse. Yeah, so for sure. I'll have to try that one out. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good start. What's next? Good story? start. The next one, this one's a little harder to sell, but I, I really like it. So it's uh, Cavorting Nurglings. So you have to be favoured of Nurgle, which a lot of a lot more teams can take than just Nurgle. So Chaos Dwarves, Chosen, and Renegades. You can pick Nurgle as your favourite of when you start the team. Um, and if you do that, you can take the Nurglings. Uh, they're 30k, and you can take up to three of them. They increase your fan factor by one, so they'll give you 5k treasury at the end of the game, so, you know, that's fine. But they're also a cheerleader, so a cheerleader would normally be 20k as an inducement. So for the extra 10k, you get essentially 5k back for playing the game. I think they're just value, and it's really useful to know that you can take this choice. They're also just... Like, you kind of had me at 30k random inducement. Yeah. Like, you know, 
Sometimes yeah, you just have 30k k. left over, whatever. Take the Nerglings. I don't think they're game-breaking or particularly good, and they're also niche enough. But if you're playing Nurgle, and if you remember to set your team as favoured of, which I think you have to do upon team creation onto a player, which is a bit annoying for, like, yes. Tolfs and whatever. I um, mean, yes. it means you couldn't be favourite of Korn. Um, yeah. But that's an interesting one. I don't think there's as much discussion to be had about that. It's just, you know... No, good it's just 30k into you yeah. know. Yeah. You can take this. You should. Yeah. It's it's yeah. better than a cheerleader. It's an extra 10k. You get cash back. Okay, I don't I don't mind that. What's the next one? Next one, this one's mainly for halfling coaches, but you can also take it on uh, old world classic. So halflings it costs 30k and old world classics it costs 40k. It's master of the bal- of ballistics. Yeah. So during kickoff uh, you roll a d3 after you've kicked the ball. On a 1, it doesn't change the result. On a 2, you minus 1 from the deviating d6. Oh. So you can, you know, take a thing off that. Uh, on a 3, though, on this d3, uh, you can modify either the d6 or the d8 by up to 2 in either oh. direction. So you can go... Uh, you know, oh no, I don't want it to go out of the field, but I still want it to go six squares. So we just turn it around by two. So now instead of rolling an eight, I've rolled a five. Not a five, that's not how math works. <laughs> a six. Um, and so now it's roll, It's heading back towards my line. Um, it's only 30k. So if your team doesn't have a kick player, it might be worth taking. On halflings, mm. and uh, it's only forty k anyway. Yeah, forty k for ten k. A lot of teams, yeah. That's fine. I actually don't mind this one at all. It's definitely uh, not better than kick, to be to be clear, <laughs> but it is I, potentially good. Well, the one thing, okay, here's the interesting thing about kick. I don't know if me and Jordy have talked about this much on the podcast, but kick has like a bit of a problem where the amount of times I see, like, orcs or whatever taking kick, and I'm just like, ugh. And even, like, to be honest, I don't know if halflings really need kick. It probably could be useful if you had griff on your halflings, but, you know, you've got griff, so. I think it's more interesting for, like, old-world classic teams like humans that are just quick. Like, because that's actually teams that kick's, like, relevant. And the thing is, though, some coaches, like, generally think that if you're pretty decent coach you should be able to mitigate the effects of the kick um, pretty reasonably well yeah the only thing that kick is really good for is stopping the throw teammate one turn touchdowns yeah Um, and unless your opponent has throw teammate one turn touchdowns on the mind then it's wasted in my opinion you you can just have block but this is kind of nice in that you don't actually have to have kick on your team you can just pay 20k extra more than you would have needed for kick if you like situationally think that against a certain team kick would be great so maybe you are up against a throw teammate team maybe you're you're playing a really fast team against a really like slow team that you're going to try and out position with the kick um you know and maybe they're a bit of a newer coach so yeah i don't mind that it's no it's no uh war drama though no, no, I, I started off strong and yeah. we're going into the, That's okay. the worse and worse. That's now, okay. this, one, this one is definitely bad, All but right. I like it. 
So, team mascot. Any team can take it. It's 30k. It's it's just fun. Uh, you get a team reroll. But... It's kind of got loan of 4+. plus Or 5+. plus. Mm. So, so, when you try to use this specific team reroll that you got from the team mascot, you roll a d6, and on a 5 or a 6, it works. So Otherwise, 30K. you fail the team reroll, and you don't get to roll the dice re-roll the dice you tried to but it's only 30k look it's 30k just like it's just like the other one just take it when you have 30k extra it's probably one of the better ones for when you have 30k extra yeah I really like it because it's a really good excuse to paint up a mascot for your team that is a good point Um, we literally forgot to do the segment on like yeah what have you been painting recently but um, (laughs) 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 but yes if you you know actually are someone who paints up your team unlike Liam but you know you'll learn to paint one day it's like yeah we'll get that we'll get that we'll get that we'll get that Uh, but yeah that's that's all the the regular inducements Uh, Mm -hmm. I I really like team mascot I, I think I think team mascot should almost be mandatory on every team every team just has a team mascot forever um, you can't use the normal um, you can't use a normal reroll after you tried to use this one though, right that's kind I, of this one problem it's not you, super clear but I don't think you can yeah because you're not supposed to reroll like, yeah no I'm pretty sure you can't If it, yeah, I, unless it's specified you could I would definitely say you can't yeah it doesn't so. specify you can, can so I think I think it's like once you try to use it it's gone yeah, yeah. Um, but we'll move on to infamous coaches, um, mm, which yeah. I'm a little bit more excited to talk about because um, yeah, I I think some of these are quite legit. There's a lot of them, and I don't know how many of them are good, but we're yeah. about to find out. So the first right. one off off the block is Kari Coldsteel, who's Elven Kingdoms, Lustrian Super League, Old World Classic, uh, World's Edge Super League. So everything but the Orc teams, basically. And undead. And undead. Uh, costs 50k. Uh, counts as two cheerleaders. So already it's like... 10k extra, right? It's not bomber, but... <laughs> yeah, bomber... Look, look. maybe we should set this at the start, but... Bomber is definitely going to either get nerfed hard in May by... By GW, which I probably expect. Like, it's literally yeah, being banned that, in, yeah. in Fumble online. And, like, I expect I'm waiting to the end of this season before I do anything and to that announcement. So I won't I won't touch it unless GW do until the end of that. But yep. then, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Lee start to house rule Bomber because he's pretty insane. Yeah. But anyway, go on, you know, this... Yeah, imagining Bomber doesn't exist here. Pretending Bomber doesn't exist, this is a great choice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> counts as two cheerleaders. Uh, it's great value already, and if you can't field 11 players, you field this elf. Uh, but it's only a 6 movement, 2 strength, uh, 3 plus agility, 8 armor. Uh, but it has block, dauntless, and frenzy. So, That's pretty once legit. you're down a player, you get this like pretty legit blitzer. Um, there's no There's no like star player special rules for them, it's just... A blitzer, and you can have them until the end of the drive, and then they get a red card. Offensively, they're pretty good. Mm. Like, block frenzy, dauntless. So the strength through doesn't matter too much, because you should just be able to roll two up, get them just as strong as a 
know, three strength player. Yeah. They're definitely a bit weak to getting hit, but I mean, they're, they're a cheerleader. That kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I like this one. I think this one's pretty cool. It's just a cheeky, like, 50k into a player who, you know, it's, it's, it's 10k more than two temp agency cheerleaders, which is pretty nice. Admittedly, I think the temporary agency cheerleaders and coaches are some of the worst inducements. Oh, they're so bad. Uh, yeah. Like, once you're allowed the death zone inducements, I think there's almost no reason to take them unless you have exactly yeah. 20k. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a mess there. But um, I, I like it because you can finally blitz your opponent's troll or, or whatever if you're playing human. Dauntless is... Troll. Yeah, Dauntless. Mm. No, no, I like this one. I think it's pretty good. It's definitely a handy little 50k player. Oh, for sure, yeah. 50k is, is, is very good. Um, yeah. the, there's another one I skipped over, Popper Skullbones. He's not very good. It gives you mutations. Uh, it's not great, too random, not even going to bother. With that said, he is kind of cool. I would definitely recommend reading over Skullbones because he does potentially... Like, he's super random, only 80k, and, you know, if you kind of just want to play a Chaos team where you're just getting random mutations all the time, he kind of is your thing. I would yeah, say Yeah, but you, you say only 80k, and you can take a lot more... Yeah, yeah. Spice he's not actually good. He's not actually good. Um, the next one I'll talk about is Galadriel. Galadriel? Galadriel? No. Galadriel Silverwater. <laughs> this one's uh, just Elven Kingdom Leagues only. Um, it's 40k. Uh, this one might be potentially better than Kari, but mm, depends. Uh, you can't field them, so I don't know. But uh, it's if your team has no cheerleaders, he counts as a cheerleader, but only if your team already has none. Uh, Any time that you roll on the cheering fans table, you add one d three to the number of teams your cheer your team has, so that you keep them. I believe. So you you roll, you get an extra extra up to three cheerleaders. Then you play the result of cheering fans. Um, like it's it's pretty cool. Uh, and if you do roll a 15 or a 16 on the Prayer to Nuffle table, or an 8 during tour of tournament play, then you get an additional team reroll. I think this one's bad. <laughs> I, I think, think it's think cheap. I think uh, it's really cheap. You sold me on the others, though. Like, just pay 10k extra and get... Um, Kari. Kari, or maybe get... What was the other one that was really cheap that we were talking about that I didn't mind? It, it's almost definitely worse than two cheerleaders. <laughs> like, yeah, nah, I'm not sold on this one. This is the one where I'm like, eh. Well, it, I think the, the one reason I have, I think this one's not good, is because you basically have to roll cheering fans for it to do anything. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to roll cheering fans for cheerleaders to do anything either. Yeah, 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 but don't take cheerleaders. Don't take cheerleaders. Uh, <laughs> unless it's Kari, and then it's okay. Yeah, Um yeah. We're skipping over Crot Shock Whistle as well. It's 70k for something that isn't worth 70k. Uh, but this is the big one. This is a good one. Arlene and R. This is any team, so make note of it. It's 100k. Any journeyman that you take, you roll a d6, and you get add a modifier of negative 1 for each additional journeyman. 
So if you have only one journeyman, you roll a d6 unmodified. If you have two, you roll 2d6, both modified by minus one. And on a one, the journeyman don't, doesn't have loner for this game, which is pretty good. On yeah. a two to a five, you randomly select a skill from one of the primary trees that that journeyman can take. Now this journeyman gets that skill for the rest of the game. So at the end of the game, you can hire him with that skill. Ooh, I don't know if you can do that. I'll you have can. To check if you you can. definitely can, you? can. And if you roll okay, a six, they get two randomly selected primary skills for the game. Ooh. So you can hire them with two skills if you roll six. So, so it's 100k, so it's pretty dear, to be fair. But if you're a team that is struggling to get just teams on your, your uh, skills on your lineman, you can, if you have journeyman for the game, take this guy. Even if you're overdogging, like I'd consider it, hundred um, k, and now your journeymen are potentially you get a guy with two extra skills. Most likely, you'll just get no longer loner. You know maybe one guy with an extra skill but you can hire him oh you're right it actually says you can hire them uh, doing so will cost an additional 10,000 gold pieces per skill yeah as though you'd yeah. random the skill on yeah, the so in the first it. place yeah okay no, no I definitely read this guy over and like this guy is very legit I kind of like so legit. the one the, the real cost is that like so on an 11 man team uh, this, this player does literally nothing because it's it's all about the uh, journeyman. So it is a, a, a player that you want to induce when you've you know taken four MNGs, and mm-hmm. you wanna you wanna get someone. And also like teams that have um, journeymen that uh, like have general general access access. Yeah. Um, randoming general skills is pretty good. Yeah, randoming general skills that are. Then you can choose at the end of the game where you whether you keep them. That's extra good. It is a hundred k for like kind of nothing. Yeah, a lot of a lot of these uh, coaches are yeah. just a hundred k for nothing. But if you take them for every game for the first season of a league, you could build something pretty. Strong. This one's kind of awesome. No, I, I'm pretty sold on. This one's definitely not unknown. Maybe it would be broken if you tried to really cheese it. Um, but I really like this one because it it's not just, you know, pay 100k, get a great player. It's quite situational, but it's situational. It's a bit dicey, but when the dice go in your favor, it's very good. Don't worry. I've uh, set these up so they just get better. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> the next one we're going to talk about is Professor Frankelheim. Now, this one's also any team. It's 130k. The professor modifies uh, 1d3 random players on your team. Each player gets a single random mutation. And during the post-game sequence, you roll a d6 for each of those players. So, if you roll a 1, that player got a miss next game, regardless of whether they survived the game or not. On a 2 to a 5, they lose the mutation. On a six, they keep the mutation forever. 
and you you still have to you don't have to like use SVP, but you have to uh, pay the price. Yes, you 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 pay the the well you don't you don't pay anything to get the mutation. You you just it just costs your team value. Yeah. Right? Yes. So uh, it costs you as though you had got a random mutation. But the thing yeah, is, so this a random is on secondary, so twenty k. Yeah. So it's it's twenty k. Oh, it could actually no, it could be ten k. It's ten k. No, no, it's always twenty because it's it's secondary. But this this is available to teams that uh, do not have mutation access on their players at all. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. Random selecting a secondary skill is always twenty k anyway. It's randomly selecting primary that's ten. So it'd be twenty k. It's still, I agree that it's still really good, but it, it, yeah, it will be twenty k. I think we'll we'll come back to that to check on that, but yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's as though they had selected a secondary skill. You're you're correct on that one, um, but yeah. So it's it, this this could be really interesting on a team uh, that will never get access to mutations that could really take advantage of having I don't know a two heads war dancer. So it's basically undead teams only. No, no, it's any team. Wait, it's any? Yeah, Frankelheim is. No, oh. no, no, no. It's it's Sylvanian Spotlight. No. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, that showed up on the wrong list for me. Okay, it's Sylvanians only. I have been lied to. So cool. you're That's undead. Your necro and your vamps. I think Camry too. Oh, you could take it on vamps. That's <laughs> yeah, I just realized that. Yeah, two, this two one seems kind of. Mm, mm. This one's okay, one well, that Liam will uh, look at. <laughs> yeah. Well, but but the, like genuinely, this one, just being about Sylvanian it, right? is 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 definitely worse. I thought this was better, but yeah. continue. Yeah. The thing about it, right, is before you know, I think the first reaction for anything like this is it's kind of weird. And the fact you can get mutations on like undead players is kind of like that could be kind of broken. At the same time, it's 130k. It's like 130k, kind of for nothing. Well, you, well, you um, get you get at least three mutations. Yeah, and they're random mutations, yeah. so they could do something, but they're probably not going to be nearly as relevant as like like 130k. You could get chainsaw. Sure. Like that's that's kind of what it's up against. So like, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's the strength of this one is not at all from what you actually get in the game. The strength is what you get from like a team uh, development perspective, which is that you could get random mutations on your vampires. Yeah, uh, having, I think having that, like a Tomb Guardian with Claw or something, right? I'm not sure how tour play would make this work, but it does say it is in tour play. It, so, it might be handled, it might not. We'll have to test. Yes, I may have to test that. But it's it's definitely really cool, and I don't again. You might be able to make some stupid werewolf, but that's kind of like the worst case scenario. The most likely scenario is you get like two heads on a zombie. <laughs> yeah. Like like that's actually what's going to realistically happen with this. Yeah. Um, yeah. With this thing, so it's definitely a lot of fun, especially towards like the end of seasons. We kind of don't care if your team wins. You're kind of playing for development a little bit. Um, I definitely yeah, can, can recommend just, pause, just doing this just guy pause for, for fun. A Sorry, let me just uh, pause for a moment. I gotta, I gotta, one second. Oh, all good.
All right, I'm sorry about that. Uh, no, no, it's okay. We start again. Yeah. Um... Alright, uh, I'll just continue on talking about this and fix it later. So yeah, basically I think this one is good uh, when you're kind of late on in the season, you know, you're kind of, you're playing a little bit for development um, and you just want to do something that's a bit of fun and you also want to, you know, make Liam's life on tour play just hell. Yeah. Because how yeah. am I going to put two heads on a zombie? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. We'll work out. We'll work out. <laughs> I honestly have no idea if this will work in tour play. Um, yeah, I, I but it is quite can. fun. It, it, so, it'll just ruin everything. But that's that's what we're yeah, here for. That's okay. That's okay. Yes, this one. This one actually is kind of cool in that it's yeah, it's definitely not good in in like it's not going to help you win. Yeah. But it may give you a two-head zombie. And, you know, maybe you'll be absurdly lucky and roll a claw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, you get mummy. claw or... <laughs> claw <even> mummy. <laughs> tentacles on a zombie is really good. Yeah. Um, that sort of thing is, yeah, is, is a good place yeah, to be. Yeah, like, I, I feel like we might, like, scare people into these inducements, you know, mentioning these kinds of things. But, like, you got to realize it's, like, 130k, which is quite a lot. It's quite like, a that's lot. not nothing. Um and you need to roll a six, which you can't modify on the player. And the mutation that you got on them was random anyway, so most likely your mummy gets two heads. Yeah, and it's the same chance that your player is mixed, missed next game when they don't deserve it. Um, yes, as, they, as they, they do get missed next game on the one, don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's pretty rough. Uh, yeah. But here's, here's the one that will tickle your fancy. Um, All right. We're skipping to Shireland Charlatan. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Skyland? I don't know. Uh, it's 90k, which is pretty, pretty reasonable cost. Uh, you, during pregame, you randomly select 1d3 players on your team, and each of those players for the game gain pro. Mm. Mm. At the end of the game... I think you you've already a, sold me. You roll a 1, <laughs> and it, 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 you roll a d6, and if you roll a 1 that player gets loner 2 plus forever yeah and they lose pro and they lose pro oh yeah obviously on, yeah they all they all yeah, yeah on a 2 to a 5 they go back to their lives as normal on a 6 yeah. they keep pro forever mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what if mm. you decide that you're only going to take one reroll on your vampire team or your ogre team in league and you take this every every game for the first season you will statistically end up with like five players after seven games who now have pro <laughs> <laughs> of course these could just be thralls these could all be your snotlings <laughs> your noblars yeah 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 they could just be your thralls or your noblars and like for lots of teams pro isn't as good as it is for vamps or ogres hmm but yes, that does have me interested. I do think... You'll also playing... have five players with Lona 2+, plus, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Now, this one is... How much, how much does this one cost? 90k. 90k. Okay. So that's, like, relatively expensive. Um, this one genuinely does make me think it might be the most broken one. Yep. yep. Uh, it, it's bold in the dock for a reason. Like, it's... Yeah. It's yeah. uh, potentially incredible. 
you you're always ending up with uh, at least some players on your team with pro. Um, yeah, I think if game. you're playing ogres, like play this one because I think especially for ogres, you're not really that worried about learner two plus because um, you're going to just be using pro to reroll everything anyway, and pro doesn't care about learner. Yeah. Um, you know, half the time this stuff's just going to go on your snotlings. You know, whatever, just fire them. Who cares? Yeah, that's why um, I'm thinking for a low TV, uh, like, variant of other teams. Like, you can also take this on, like, a more bashy team. Mm -hmm. um, because you can pro reroll one of the dice. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and if you yeah. keep your TV under, like, 900, um, and that's your plan, so you only really are going to have one reroll, one team reroll anyway... Mm -hmm. um, this could this could get over the line for like viability for a lot of those teams like the the skink only variants of lizards um, not not yeah. only skink but they usually run like two or three sauruses or crocs and a bunch of skinks. even like skilled heavy teams like um, dwarves or north I kind of don't mind it with yeah yeah teams that start with all your players with block yeah that's great yeah yeah this one's definitely a bit yeah but you know uh, I don't know if it's really concerning it's quite random I think when they get concerning is when they're like too consistent which this one is a bit more consistent if you took it every game at the same time though you're probably not going to be able to get a 90k inducement every game that easily yeah and if you, you are like you're not taking like uh, a bribe or something that's going to help you win a bit more it's yeah. very much development yeah, it, it's that, heavy. that argument of, like, uh, TV on pitch. Like, this is potentially giving you up to three of pro, which is probably yeah. going to be worth uh, 40k, yeah. not 40,000 gold. So, maybe? I don't know. Mm. It's, it's hard. This one's definitely one to try, though. This one's pretty fun. Um, there's... One that I kind of wanted to mention, Fink the Fixer. Uh, this one's Badland Brawls Underworld Challenge. Uh, it's 90k. It's kind of like a Bios Referee, but worse. Um, but it kind of stacks. So it's it's interesting because if you're going to take Bios Referee anyway, which is the rerolls ones um, on the Argue the Call table. Um, no, actually, no, it's plus no, one. No, it's plus modifier. one. It's plus, it's one, plus modifier. one modifier to the argument yeah. call table. It's um, yeah. bribery and corruption already gives you the reroll on one. So it's kind of like to sum up really quickly, it's 20k extra than a bribe, and it's mm. better if you're going to foul like a ton. It's only 20k and extra if you are a goblin team. That was like 40k extra. Yeah, continue. Yeah. But basically, yeah. Yeah, no, go on about Fink, though. Go on about Fink. Anyway, Fink is... Uh, you reroll the d6 on a failed bribe check. Mm -hmm. uh, and also... 5 or 6 on the argue the call table is now uh, the ref will let you get away with it. Um, so if you have both of them, it's a 4 plus argue the call. Mm -hmm. And you can't fail it on, on anything but a one mm. um, yeah <laughs> so think to fix it could be good but it's 90k yeah how, the standard biased referee is surely better right I think it is I think yeah. I think it is but 
maybe you potentially buy both if you can. Yeah, yeah, buying both is pretty funny. It kind of, it also sends a message. <laughs> you know, sometimes Blood Bowl is about sending a message. Yeah, for um, sure, for sure. <laughs> and your opponent genuinely will be kind of like, oh, maybe I don't want to put my star player, you know, here where he's going to get surrounded and definitely fouled. Yeah, maybe I just don't feel this guy at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely... Uh, yeah, it, it's poten- it has potential, unlike some yeah. of the other yeah. uh, coaches that I didn't mention. Um, but one biased referee that I want to mention. Mm-hmm. This one I misread when I first read it, which I'm prone to do. Um, but this one's 130k for Lustrian Super League or Old World Classic. Is Ranulf the Red Hockuli? Uh, mm-hmm. You cannot argue the call. 130k, neither player can argue the call. At all. Gee. Yeah. I know. What the hell? That's so incredible against teams that are looking to foul you. Um, and. You also, as a bonus, get if an opposing player commits a foul, you roll a d, a d6, and on a four plus, he uh, stops play, and their coach gets to choose to either spend a bribe, get sent off, or get hit by Renolf with an axe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The axe gives plus two, uh, and if you it's a stab with plus two armor, right? Yeah, essentially. And if yeah. you fail yeah. the the armor roll, you you know, place prone and whatever role, injury. Yeah. Uh, and if you succeed, then you get sent off anyway. <laughs> so you still don't win. So you still don't win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that is very funny. Yeah. And so, so, so yeah, call, you're kind of hoping that your player goes prone but doesn't get injured rather than getting sent off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you hope that they yeah, get stunned. <laughs> that's yeah. it right yeah um but uh that only affects your opponents when they foul so you can you can still foul and you can't argue the call um you just get sent off uh as normal so this i think is definitely incredibly good and powerful defensively if your opponent yeah. is like i'm playing goblins and i'm going to get a biased referee and uh, and I don't know. Just, I've got this sneaky get piece. Why do we? Oh, why do we do this before I play goblins next season? Oh, <laughs> no, I'm gonna have to ban him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if you're banning him, you're banning a lot of stuff. No, um, no. I I think I I really agree with you actually. That and this is generally true with most of the biased referees. Yeah. Um, they are good. Defensively, they're not actually good for like fouling more yourself. Yeah. Uh, in fact, they're they're way better at like protecting yourself from getting fouled, which is definitely valuable to certain teams. And like you know, it definitely be good against teams that are just spamming sneaky get, which teams definitely are. If 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 your opponent has some, you know, uh, cheap stunty pieces on his team, they're very likely to be cheap stunty sneaky get pieces also on that team. Yes. So. I don't mind Renulf. He's yep. um, he's definitely he's situational, but he's definitely one to 
Like, he's probably the best of the bias referees. Admittedly, they are kind of just, like, um, race-restricted. Like, this one's uh, Lizards, Amazons, Slan, uh, and, like, the human old-world classic kind of teams. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it might not be so much you, you're picking between biased referees as you're just taking the biased referee you have available to you. Yeah. But if you're a team, like especially like a team like Lizards, like against Lizards, you often are going to want to foul their Saurus pretty bad. Uh, they could be quite handy. Yep. This this ref. So, yeah. There's some yeah. other biased refs that I... You know, want to get into, but I haven't read them fully, so I don't want to get into. They all have else they all have the same like just in general. Um, I I agree, Hakuli is the best, but they all have the same rule that even if you're not um, seen on a double, the ref will pull you up just on a four up yeah. whenever you make any foul or whenever your opponent makes any foul. So yeah. that's like huge. So the fact that you can really try and negate. Like sneaky get like sneaky gets whole thing is that you can kind of just foul um, with no downside. Like if if you get sent off, you know that that's because your player's made an injury check. The yeah. bias referees all entirely change that dynamic, yeah. um, which is which is very huge. And yeah, like if you can if you can take one in tournament play, like you almost want to. That's <laughs> just yeah yeah. To stop I think it's sneaky gets. I think the one reason that keeps them from being like too insane is just that they're. They don't actually provide you with any benefits. They're, they're purely kind of countering your opponent's playstyle, which, which is definitely worth it. But um, you know, it doesn't really have the offensive potential. It just kind of helps keep your players alive, which you know some teams really need that. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think that's that's it for for Death Zone for me for a little while. But um, definitely, definitely look into inducements in general. Yeah, if you go through all the ones available to your team on tour play, and then uh, you know cross reference to the books, then and the almanac, you might find yeah. something that fits your playstyle. And these are like, you know, generally uh, like all the ones here. I wouldn't say that any of them are actually broken. No, um, they're all quite a lot of fun. And like I said, there's a very good chance that uh, bomber gets nerfed either by you know, your local commissioner or GW in May. Um, so I definitely recommend having a look if your league allows them because they're, they're all pretty fun. Like compared to just like a, uh, a keg or a bribe or uh, the, the standard biased ref, none of them are that crazy. There's also like uh, all team uh, specific wizards. Oh, they're so whack. Yeah, um, I really like them. They're really fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I think I think most of them are just bad, um, yeah, with the yeah. exception of the uh, I think it's a Skaven one because uh, it's oh, got like a fireball Skaven. that hits everything in a line or such. Oh yeah, there's something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't read through all those yet. <laughs> the fluffs also like quite fun for some of these, so oh. definitely worth worth a read if you can find a copy of Death Zone. So yeah, we might, um, before we end the episode, we've still got a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you reckon, Geordie, we look at Divisions 3A and 3B, because Div 1 and 2 are being lazy and not playing all their games. Div, Div 3A and Div 3B, they've been playing all their games, they've finished round 5. Let's, let's have a look at them. Sounds good. 
right, so why not? Let's start Div 3A. Um, we might just talk very quickly about the game. We might actually just go. Oh, no, that'll take too much time. Yeah, we, we don't want to stretch this too long. No, 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 no. We'll just have a look at the fixture, basically, I think. Would yep. be good here. So... Uh, so as for Division 3B's Round 5 results, we had the Highborn Hurricanes got a massive 3-1 win uh, for Matt Morgan over the Melbourne Custodies. We had the Safe Knights Pink Bottoms of Ricardo Grande won 2-0 against Scott Gale's Woodies. We had the Winterspring Wardens lost 0-1 uh, against the Sunset Sirens. I believe those teams were quite highly ranked. We're about to look at the latter. And then we had the Football of the Living Dead, the Necro of Michael Pereira, lost to the Bad Boys of Michael Leslie, uh, which are a chaos team. Mm -hmm. So there's two rounds to go before playoffs for Division 3B, and currently both on three wins, a draw and a loss. The Sunset Sirens are in first, and the bad boys are in second, which is pretty good work for uh, Michael Leslie. I believe actually I played him at the first Risky Rolls tournament, and he's quite new to Blood Bowl. Yep. James has been around the block. Um, no surprise, he's doing well. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, the, the teams close behind them, um, the Football of the Living Dead, the Necro, on nine points, and then the Highborn Hurricanes are on seven. So I think actually all teams in this division could still make the top four. They'd need a really impressive run of form for the Melbourne Custodies. Yeah. They're down on three points, but they could still do it. You just need to be top four. Um, it's quite a tight division, though. Yeah, yeah. it looks like it's, um, it's definitely a strong competition. Yeah. Uh, everyone's, yeah. yeah, doing really well. Do you have any tips... I'm just thinking of looking at what, what's happening uh, around look, six I have here. three draws and two losses. I don't know if I'm in position to give tips right <laughs> now. <laughs> no, no, you've got to make some commentators hot take. I'm looking at who's playing who because... Okay, so next round we've got the Custodies play the Orcs, the Safe Nights Pink Bottoms. Sunset Sirens play the Highborn Hurricanes. Uh, California Dreaming, the Wood Elves play the Necro. Um, and then we've got the bad boys play the Dark Elves. I mean, all the teams are pretty mixed up. Like, every game definitely really matters there, I would say. Um, yeah. Well, I, I think if, if there is a tip to give, it's to, it's to Matt and Morgan to check the inducements because their team value is real low <laughs> right now. They've got two, mm. two mixed ne next game high elves, um, three rerolls on the on the team so yeah uh, they'll be going into their next match with uh, how much behind yeah gee they've been through the walls a little bit high elves can be tough but see um, Matt's actually been doing well on the scoreboard it's going to be probably a really tough game for him against the Sunset Sirens though Zons are going to Zon and uh, James knows what he's doing yeah it looks like it's going to be uh, 270 thousand petty cash to the high yeah. elves so spicy oh, what what would we take from that I have no idea funnily enough elves actually don't really get that good inducements um, 
at least the death zone ones. Well, yeah, the, the, maybe 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 that's a good opportunity to take uh, the. Oh yeah, Aline. 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 Yeah. Yeah, because there's journeymen, right? Or are they not getting any journeymen? Yeah, they'll be getting two, I think. Okay. So yeah, that'd be you roll two d six and minus one, so you get two two random primary skills onto yeah. random journeymen, and then maybe they can afford to buy them after the game, but probably not. That's not a bad tip, though. I like that idea. Then again, you might get, like, Dordell or Eldril. True. Don't forget the star players. There's some really good deck. star players, and I, I think they're, yep. they're more high, high value than, um, than something that makes it better for next season although you you are in D- division three and if you do get into division two then it's good to uh good to roll with some extra linemen that have random skills that you actually yeah. like yeah anyway geordie do you want to go over the results of 3a for week five uh, round five for three a all right well chupacabra chases Dylan Santos, Slam Team versus the Chaos Chosen, Blood Marsh Breakers of Michael Bertrand. Um, 2 0 to Slan. Now I'm really happy to see Slan doing well. Um, it's it's always it's always a fun team to see on the pitch. Um, good luck good luck to them. Uh, the whiffs are my favourite minis, I love Slan. Yeah, definitely. Definitely the Frog Boys. Um, now the Whiff of Darkness uh, just trashed me a little bit. Uh, 2 0. Um, with my vampire team, Dominion Pleasure Knights. I can see five Kaz to one. Ouch. Yeah, I, did, I didn't do very well that game. I, I got yeah. a lot of... Uh, I think I failed every uh, animal savagery on the first two turns. Mm-hmm. Uh, something like mm-hmm. that. One of those vampire though. games. Maybe, no, we get that. We get that. Um, yeah. Kane Tucker's Pit Slave Steelers was 3-0 on Joel's High Elf Lothran Stars. Um, it looks like a pretty nasty team, like <laughs> nasty turn of events for High Elves. Those Chaos Dwarves have been on an absolute rampage. Yeah, Kane's just putting the boot in a little. Yeah, just a little. Bit. Just a little. And uh, the Glooming Wood Wardens, uh, Dark Elf team versus the Warren Bane Buccaneers, the Orcs from Ant, uh, the Dark Elves 3 1. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Like yeah, Quite high scoring games. High scoring games in this division, which is a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's been. Uh, it's going to be an interesting run to the finish, actually, as well. Oh, I just clicked on the wrong thing. No, I want standings. Looking at the standings, I know that Kane is quite a bit ahead. He's definitely going to be in playoffs. Um, so he'll probably be trying to make sure his team's in top condition over these last two rounds. Yep. And then other than that, you've got the Necro are in second. But they're only on nine points, so three wins, two losses. Then you've got Michael's Chaos Chosen. They had their first loss this week, uh, eight points. Then you've got 4th and 5th, you've got the Slan and the High Elves, both on 7 points. And then you've got Casey's Dark Elves uh, in 6th, on 6, so still very much in it. And you are on 3 points, Geordie, and the Orcs are on 2. 
So, you know, you and the Orcs need a bit of luck, I think, to make playoffs, for sure. Yep, yep. Um, I'm, I'm up against those uh, Casey's Dark Elves uh, soon, so they're going to play on Tuesday. Is that your next round? Yeah. Is that round six? Uh, yes, yes. Yes. Yep. In three days. Yep. <laughs> Playing Ooh. on uh, Tuesday. Yeah. That game's exciting, because I think it's kind of must-win for both teams. You definitely need to win it. Casey would really like to, I think, if he wants to make it. Um, So, yes, that's going to be quite an interesting game. There's also uh, other matches in that round for this division. We've got Michael's Chaos against Tristan's Necro, which is actually a huge game. I think that's second versus third. Yeah, it is. So that's a big game. Uh, Fourth v. Fifth. High Elves versus the Slan, mm-hmm. another big game. Uh, you know, teams would probably be okay with a tie, but you definitely want to, if you win, I think you're pretty much locked for playoffs. Yeah, yeah, like, I think Because so. you're, you're knocking your, your primary opponent down and um, and winning yourself, so it's, that's it's huge. It's going to be good to see the result. They're two of my favorite teams. Um, yes, yeah. Slan, a bit of, bit of my heart goes out to you, and High Elves are just... That match could go like 5-4 too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, and then you finally got 1st <laughs> v 8th. So come on, Ant. Orcs really. don't mind the Chaos Orb matchup, though. That, 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 I'll give them a shot there. But um, definitely not an easy matchup. So yes, that is Division 3A for you. So we're definitely getting to the business end of the season. Uh, I know Division 1 has become super... <laughs> complex in who goes to playoffs I'm yeah. sure division 2 is probably similar um, but we might just talk because those uh, both those divisions haven't you know finished all their games this round we might just talk a little bit about the honours yeah. and how everyone's going um, I think we're up to talking about the single player honours. Yeah, 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 yeah. So starting off, and remember, at end of season, we're going to have some MVP voting. So there'll definitely be an award for the most experienced player and there'll be an award for, like, the most... um, the player who's voted as the league's best player that season. So we'll... You know, more details to come, but definitely worth paying attention to what's going on here. So in terms of most experienced... We have Wodja Roderick III on 28 SPP. He might actually be on slightly less because um, Andrew Lay's team had a couple extra games because they were fresh teams starting in divisions with lots of other developed teams. I see. So he might be slightly less, which would probably put in first place a player named Anonymous. Oh, good. And if the first award is won by a player named Anonymous, I'm going to be not... Very happy at all. <laughs> Let me tell you that. I'm going to have to put on this stupid trophy that I'm working on. Anonymous. <laughs> Come on, Casey. Like, I can't name it the Anonymous Award. That's... <laughs> Most anonymous player. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a bad name. But, uh, yes. Uh, Witch Elf Anonymous. 27 SPP uh, in five games. Pretty good. Got Jacob Biedering has uh, 25 SPP, which also pretty good. I, they've actually played one less game 
Then we've got uh, Johnny's Ghoul. Johnny seems to be doing quite awesomely. Uh, Virgil has 22. And Mr. Snuffles the Werewolf uh, from Division 3A has 19 SPP. Uh, who's the most scoring players this season, Geordie? Most scorer as well. Let me tell you, it's Anonymous again. The Witcher. <sighs> <laughs> With seven touchdowns. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, followed by Virgil, the ghoul runner. Doing doing very well with six, and also on six is Wodja Wodwick the word. Uh, God, that name is so good. That's uh, great. The Noble Blitzer for the Pink Peacocks, uh, also on six, and then the Jacob Bitering is it Bittering Bitering? I think it's. A I'm I, I say Bittering because it's a mock of a Carlton player who's Weedering. Oh. But I don't know if she should say Bitering or Bittering. I think it's bitering because it's a vampire. I don't, we'll we'll have to get yeah, back to you. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, you're definitely right. It's definitely <laughs> bite for the vampire, but I'm not sure how you should pronounce that. We'll have to ask Joel. Yeah, uh, with five and uh, Moof Milker, the Beastman runner lineman on Panther Pudu, with five also. Good work, Moof Milker. That's yeah, you'll notice good. those players quite a lot of crossover. Two heads, extra arms, scoring. block. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> No, definitely a bit of fun there. Uh, in terms of most Kaz, oh, my ogres won't be happy. Diana, the Jaguar Warrior blocker, currently leads most Kaz from the Sunset Sirens uh, with six. Uh, and then we have a big uh, tie for second with five each. Uh, Wolfgang, um, Jacob uh, Biedering, uh We've got Chob's Knob, also of Banthapudu. And we've got yeah Wolfgang and Mario of, of my Snotling Snackers all on five. And there's probably another player or two there. Um, it's crazy. So yes, lots of players in contention for the most Kaz. Who's been injured the most, Jordy? <laughs> Godwin Wolf with the Renegade Human Lyman has had three injuries. Which is quite impressive considering they've played four games. Yep, yep. So. that's true, that's true. And uh, Edgar, the skink runner, also on three. Yeah. Uh, I think they're also on four games, aren't they? In five now. Yes. Uh, four, yeah. uh, yes, sadly, Ash has dropped due to uh, real-life reasons, so... But, you know, what can you do? What can you do? Uh, Brady, the thrower for the Lawrence City Canaries, has two injuries on their sheet. And... Uh, Dank Farrick, the chosen blocker for Chaos Panther Blocker. Poodoo. That's got to hurt, having two yeah. injuries on him. Hopefully they were just badly hurts, right? Um, I think they were proper MNGs. Oh. There's definitely one that was. That hurts. That hurts. And uh, Strip Push Push Jones uh, with two on the Blood of the Innocent as well. It's pretty... Yeah, incredible. so... I think other than that, oh, actually, most most completions. That's that's you know, there'll be some L's listening. Oh, there really um, is. Eleven, eleven completions for Fishy Hydlane, uh, the named thrower of. Oh, hang on, no, no, no. Loth and Stars, I think, were always named. Yeah. You're off the hook. You're off the hook there. <laughs> we have Zach Guadoodle. That's a good. That's a good name for players. Second on uh, seven completions. Yeah. Um, and then we have an anonymous thrower also on seven. And then we also have the Python Warrior thrower and the thrower for 
the California Dreaming Wood Elves uh, on six each. So, Jordy, if you were to pick a player that you think uh, you've enjoyed watching most this season, I'm putting you very on the spot This is very on the spot. Super on the spot. Is there any player that you've really enjoyed, you know, their, their story or watching them? I mean, I think... Dark Doug, the Wizard of the Wicked, with ten. <laughs> because Fowl's pretty uh, iconic. Right up my alley. Uh, yeah, that that's a way to my heart. Um, and with ten of them, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, now that's fair. I mean, obviously, Wadja Rodewick. I'm just looking at how many SPP he actually got in that first game. He did get five, so he's probably not going to outright win SP, um, most SPPs. But he has been quite legendary. Also, you know, it does help to have a good name. Yeah. So I definitely say that's one of my favorite players so far this season. Um, you know, the ogres haven't had anyone be particularly stand out. You know, it's just it's it's Rachel. It's the <laughs> Rachel show, as per usual. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. yeah. Who else have I seen be really amusing? Um, something that is amusing on this list uh, is the the most valued uh, big guys is just all all five of your ogres. Yeah, it's been that way for a while. <laughs> there's, there's no other team; it's just your ogres. In my defense, there's also just no other stunty teams this this year. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah, we need like. I say it every week. The ogres are so funny to play because it is like you have six star players, but they're all, you know, it's just like a one in six chance that they just don't do anything. Yeah. So they are quite hilarious. Um, I'm thinking I'm doing goblins next season. I, I don't, I don't want to have the ogres around forever, even though they've been a lot of fun. I'm, I'm um, really feeling halflings. So you know, we, mm, might, we might go into yeah. the stunty boys. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely, and also I think the other fun thing about those sorts of teams is you can just have silly star players. Like uh, Tony's old halfling team had, um, oh, what was its name? Uh, Truffles, who had it was like an eight movement halfling because Tony had saved for two movement ups, oh, which actually crazy. made it like pretty good at one turn. It's really good. So, yeah, no, I definitely definitely want a bit of that. I think it's been there's definitely been some fun players emerging this season. Roger Rodewick, Casey. You've got to name that witch elf. Because, yeah. One of the... It's, it currently does lead SPP gained. <laughs> and Jacob Beatering is also a great a great name too. Yeah. Um, so, yes. Who's a block pro dodge sidestep uh, vampire, which is quite insane. I think they might... They're about to get another skill as well. So, Yes. Anyway, I'll definitely try to announce more about how we're going to do, you know, the RBBL MVP. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm thinking the person, the, the player that's voted the best player uh, will get uh, a trophy. So definitely start thinking about, you know, it doesn't actually have to be purely like, like obviously I think whoever gains most SVP is going to be a pretty big favorite. Um, that definitely gets you some points, some votes. But at the same time, think about players who've just, you know, being the MVP for the little reasons. You know, players like Dark Doug who just foul all the time. <laughs> yeah. Or players who, you know, threw a crazy five-up pass and won you the game. Um, yeah, I think those are fun even players. Even if it's just one play or one time, they don't even have any skills, yeah. but they were 
they were that godly like four up pick pick up yeah. and like a, a five plus dodge out of the area and then yeah. run to the end like no it's definitely worth considering and you might have seen like an opponent's player do that mm. um, it's really funny how every week everyone's so scared of Rachel which, <laughs> which always makes me laugh so yeah no definitely look out for that because I'm definitely going to try and make a prize for that because I think it'd be a lot of fun um, to have and and even maybe have mercs after them but you know we'll see how we go there <laughs> awesome so I think that's it um, got anything to say Geordie before we close out um, I've been painting halflings and dwarves these last couple of weeks and just just wanted because we didn't do the mm, what have we, we been painting at the start so uh, I think I'm going to actually be able to paint this time I've uni's eased up a little bit so I'm thinking well, like I said I'm going to play goblins I've definitely been thinking a bit about what I want minis for trolls oh even that I don't know if you've seen Geordie that ripper um, I think it's Oh, who makes it? It's the one with the book. The brute. I think fun, it might yeah. be brute fun. Yeah, that yeah. is brute fun. Yeah, yeah. That, I love that ripper yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about just using it as a troll. I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, not going to stop you. There are no rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's either that or <laughs> I actually I have to ask James. the 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 way he's done squigs for his trolls is just the most awesome thing, and I love squigs. Yeah, no, I love his team. But yeah. they're so big. Yeah, I don't know how he did it. Yeah, you, it you like might a bit of a nightmare. You might get a, uh, a fairly decent three D print squig that's like you can scale down twenty percent or mm. something like that. Yeah, he did actually. He made the GW ones work, but I think you definitely need the big pitch. Um, yeah, you couldn't play on the small one. And you know, goblins are kind of good in that. Usually, the game doesn't devolve into a massive mess around the trolls. So. I think it would kind of work. You could, I could always just use like a little squig hopper for the um, pogo stick player. I just love squigs. I need at least one squig on the team. <laughs> They've always been my favorite thing. Yeah, do a squig so, hopper for sure. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. No, I think definitely need a squig hopper. Um, but yes, no, oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I just need a. I'll get a bit more free time coming up soon, and I should be able to do some of that. So yeah, and we'll we'll just softly whisper sevens. We'll play sevens. Sevens, at some point. yeah. One day there'll be some sevens. <laughs> I haven't quite figured that out, but you know, we'll figure it out at some point. Definitely thinking about just having over the off season a sevens event. Um, but we will see. Yeah, I think that's it. That's it. Other than that, thanks for joining me again, Jordy. Thanks for having me and. Uh, I hope we get to the next episode again soon. Yeah, I hope uh, we sold you on trying out some Death Zone inducements because they're a lot of fun. I think they're pretty fair. So, yeah. Yep. Try them out. Sounds good. And <laughs> we will see you all later. We might actually see you all next at the next tournament. The Country Quest. We're going to have an episode before it. Country Quest. We might try and pump out an episode before it, but, yes, Country Quest coming up. So get your rosters in. Submit them in an easy format for Luke. Um, I highly recommend there's uh, BBTC, the website, or there's this one really nice Excel sheet you can find around that you had to use for Gold Crush, I believe. So 
use easy formats for people. It just makes it so much easier with roster checking. But yeah. Other than that, thank you all for listening and we'll catch you all later. Talk to you later. Bye.